Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Barely does one thing at one time. Tom Murphy's does, though. He's brilliant. He's joining us on the brand of moving and storage hotline. Hello, Tom. Hey, guys. When I think about things that I mess up just around the house and you're having to do two or three different concepts, um, yeah, I would crash a helicopter, so don't put me on the control. No, but it would be fun to ride around out here at the air show this weekend, that's for sure. They're doing $40 uh, helicopter rides, we found out, so that's cool. Um, off week, Tom, I was going to say, too, I wanted to give you a little bit of good news. I'm sorry about your Braves. And uh, obviously the Falcons are not having a great season either. But I will tell you this, Atlanta has the best record against the spread of anybody in the NFL. So hang your head on that, bud. We've covered every game this year. It's because people thought we were going to be really bad. And uh, we're 3-3. Three and three. I'm actually very encouraged by our results. We, we have kind of a no-name team, but just a bunch of dudes that are playing up to their capabilities. And Marcus Mariota has been better than expected and you know, honestly game yeah. one against the saints we kind of gave that away late um, yeah. and then the bucks if they give us that sack that, that we deserved against tom brady the Grady jarrett sack and we have the ball back with a chance to win that game too so we're, yeah. we've done we've done a lot better than expected no you guys should be four and two for sure and, and listen the way that division's going who knows i mean you're still in it for sure it's much more so than my saints uh laid another egg last night so anyhow let's get on to off week and we talked about um, recruiting. Obviously, the coaches are out and about doing that. Give me We haven't talked to you yet, so give me some of your takeaways from the, the BYU game. Anything that – well, I mean, there were a lot of things to be happy about, but what impressed you the most? What did you like the most? Or what stood out to you about the performance? Well, I guess first of all was that the first two drives didn't do anything. Uh, we had the Rocket Sanders fumble, and then um, they got a first down on their second possession and then threw three incomplete passes. And you're like, oh, crap. If BYU holds – this offense down, you know they're going to start scoring, and they did. And then BYU scored on several possessions in a row, uh, but Arkansas started matching them and then wound up overwhelming them with the eight consecutive. It really could have been nine to close out the game. But uh, that, that was really about the one of the few downers was that they didn't score at the end of that 10-minute drive and make it 59 to 35, which would have been a little more impressive. Uh, and you know what? Their secondary was getting torched by Jaron Hall, but uh, this is what I was saying to you guys last Friday. They've got to get off the field a time or two, you know, unexpectedly. And so the Hudson Clark pick um, and then the BYU uh, fourth and one when they weren't supposed to snap it, and they did, and it was a fumble, those two possessions back-to-back were what changed the, the course of the game. And that's kind of what the Arkansas defense has been needing. And and then they got another stop or two, and 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 then the Dwight McLaughlin uh, strip uh, late in the game, and the Hudson Clark recovery. So that's what changed the trajectory of the game. Uh, now they're going to have to do that against some SEC teams down the stretch to win some games as well. But you know, big bounce back game for the offense. Um, KJ, you know, you see how much you miss KJ when he goes out there and and has that kind of showing. I thought they did a great job in that BYU was spying. KJ, so he wasn't able to run like his normal self. But what that opened up was those dump passes out in the flats to the back. That was open basically all game, and Arkansas really tore him up with that. And the middle of the field was wide open because the linebacker was the one spying, and so he was up close to the line of scrimmage. And so where he would have been 
was wide open, and they took advantage of that middle of the field all game long. Oh, they, yeah, they they did, man. Hazelwood had a bunch of catches over the middle, um, and then when they got down in the short red zone, it looked like BYU was zoning as well, and the offensive line did a great job of giving KJ time to look over everything. And I want to say each of those short touchdown passes, two to Landers, one to Trey Knox, was uh, an inordinate amount of time, and KJ could look around until something popped open, and it was. It's basically easy picking. So that was a really good confidence builder for that offense. We had a question earlier this week, and I don't know if we ever addressed it, but uh, someone asked about true freshmen that have used you know, their allotment of games and, of course, Dominion. Uh, any other true freshmen that have played four games? Uh, and do you see anybody this last stretch with five games left, left uh, a freshman stepping in and, and, and maybe playing four games? Man, I'd have to pull out the roster on that one, but I, you know, um, well, Mbake is on special teams, and uh, McAdoo, I think, so both of those guys would qualify, and they're the, they're the guys who've gone over to the defensive side, and you know, they'll be an interesting study for next year on, you know, what kind of losses they have in the in the receiving core, uh, what kind of ads they have in the DB room, and to, as to whether they stay there or I, th- I think they both want to go back to receiver, but. I think valuable kids, team first kids, those guys, uh, it seemed like there was a chance that Nico Devalle might play up front, but that hasn't happened. So you might get him some work down the stretch. And, you know, honestly, the guys who haven't played, um, like DBs, like, like Jalen Lewis, why not in the last four, you know, let them get some run time because uh, you won't burn their shirt and, you know, you've got a depleted secondary. It's going to be in much better shape starting in the Auburn game, but, you know, just see what they got. Tom, let's move on to some of the uh, SEC games this week. Uh, Ole Miss, LSU, we've been debating it all week. What do you think? Um, I haven't had to pick that yet, but if I did, I think LSU's going to find a way at home. I mean, they, they've proven they can be pretty tough defensively, and I think Jaden Daniels is really coming on. And, and honestly, Ole Miss just hasn't had a huge challenge. I mean, Kentucky was off of its game and moved down there twice in the last few minutes of the game and had a chance to take the lead. And to Ole Miss's credit, they dialed up some defensive pressure and stuff, and, and they kept them off the board. But that's their toughest game so far. I mean, Kentucky at, uh, at home. So they've had a chance to really build their confidence. And I know they're going to be uh, tough to, to stop on a consistent basis. And the way Lane Kiffin uses his analytics and goes on fourth down, I mean, they basically have four downs to get it a lot, um, and that makes it tougher. So, um, But if I was forced to pick, I think I would take LSU. The weird thing is I think LSU's favored by a point and a half. I don't know what I would do with that spread, but I think it's going to go down to the wire. All right, there's another close SEC game, according to Vegas odds makers, and that's Texas A&M and South Carolina. Arkansas has seen both of them. What do you think? Yeah, I did some research this week because uh, I did the, our SEC report with Bob at the basketball, and uh, I did the longest current winning streaks against other conference opponents, and I didn't know it until I did this, but turns out A&M has not lost to South Carolina. It's eight in a row since the shuffle, which, which put Arkansas against Missouri on an annual basis uh, in 2014. And that put A&M and South Carolina on an annual basis. Um, and it's called the Bonham Cup. 
a dude from South Carolina went and, and died in the Alamo. He rode back to help defend it. Even uh, they were trying to get some reinforcements, and he rode back basically knowing that it was his death wish, and uh, and he died in the Alamo. And so they play for that trophy. And it's funny that people on both sides of it really aren't that aware of the trophy. Anyway, um, A&M's had its struggles, and I know South Carolina, they lost some key defensive guys against Arkansas, but they've bounced back, and they, they beat Kentucky. So they're holding on to the rope. Um, I'm, I give them a fighter's chance to win that one at home this time. All right. I kind of like that, too. Yeah, I, I do. I like South Carolina. I just, I'm not sold on A&M at all. Yep. And maybe I'm bitter because of the way that Arkansas game went, but I think South Carolina gets them at home. And I, get I just think uh, A&M's, A&M's favored by three. Is it three. Oh, yeah, three or three and a half. Tom, I, I just, uh, I yeah, think I, Jimbo, I you got to win that I game. I would take those points. I would take those God, points, you gotta, guys. Yeah. you you got to win that game if you're Jimbo Fisher. You cannot lose three in a row, including your third one being to South Carolina. You can't. Or he can get paid off uh, $80 million and go away. They're not going to fire him, but I just don't understand it. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Um, I love the story about the trophy, too, Tom. I was sharing that with the guys this week because I'd never heard that story before this week. Um, Growing up in Texas, I knew about Bonham. Yeah. John Bonham. <laughs> Helen and Bonham <laughs> Carter. James Bonham. Anyway, if uh, David Basil would come up with a trophy, I think we all agree that more people would know about it, Tom. That was the problem. Well, this trophy is uh, more delicate because it's got like an ar- uh, it's on a horse and he's like the horse is rearing up and he's got a, a rifle in his arm. So that's not the kind that you want the players to be mauling right after a game. Uh, as that's I true. understand it, for a few years after it was started, it was kept in the Alamo. A and M was winning it every year, and so this, there's this archival place at the Alamo, and that's where the trophy had been kept. A few years ago, um, Will Muschamp did not even realize that they were playing for a trophy. And guys for A&M were like, well, what does it look like? So it hasn't caught holes quite like the, the golden boot, which you can maul on the field. Yeah, it sounds like it hasn't even caught hold like that stupid battle line trophy. So, you know, <laughs> they got some work to do in the marketing department. It's a good story, though. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very worthwhile guy to honor. I mean, it's a great story. Hey, Tom, are you the uh, AP voter in football for the Democrat Gazette? Yes, I am, Wes. Okay. But Bob, but Bob also had his, like, top 25 in the paper the other day. Is that right? Bob Holt? Yeah. For football? Yeah. Okay. okay. So here's, there, yeah, here, here's what happened. I'm the AP voter. I have been since, I want to say, 07 here. We only get one vote in the state. Bob does the Football Writers Association of America Super 16 poll. So, And, and Wally has voted on that in, in the past as well. So... We've got pretty good representation on the national polls. So did you hear that, Wes? I did Bob, because uh, some guys next to the point are distracting us. Bob does the football writers' top 16 polls. Okay. So, uh, was in there. Yeah. so I did read that from Bob. Okay. Okay. Uh, i got to give Bob a game ball. We're going to do then, champs and chumps later. He could give my he could be my champ of the week because his, uh, his spar session with Cal was pretty great this week. <laughs> Bob's got to get his his answers and you know he's got to get his questions in and he's our basketball ap ballot guy too so we got the we got the football and the basketball covered and if cal keeps losing to 15 seeds nobody's gonna want to interview him so he better start winning so just a (laughs) hey one time you remember when trent johnson was the basketball coach at lsu so uh, yes 
they had um, been on the road. They, they'd been on the road, and something happened. There was an ice storm, and they couldn't fly back to Baton Rouge. So they played the game here in Fayetteville with, like, sweats on and stuff. And Bob's asking him about, hey, you know, about his, about wearing sweats and this and that. And then he asked him some game stuff. And Trent Johnson says to Bob, um, unwisely, do you want me to write your column for you? Because he'd asked so many questions. And Bob said, well, I really don't write a column. I just write the game story. And so um, Trent Johnson got a little dose of Bob on that one. You poke the bear, buddy. You're going to get Bob's cat. You better watch it. You don't need any of that. I could have said to Trent, you know, you want me to coach your coach. team for you? Yeah. That's what I would have said. Uh, Bob's so. more respectful than that. No, I'm, I'm You're not. <laughs> Tell me what you can do this weekend. I'm going to watch some football. Uh, probably going to go to a, a, a state natural park somewhere. My wife yep. and I are going to go, go see a cave somewhere. So I'm going to I'm mind. going to a place. Yeah, I'm going to a place that I've never been this weekend, and I'll report back on it Monday. Your kitchen? No, I'm going to a. <laughs> hilarious. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to a uh, state park with some falls. I've never been to. Ah, it. Well, Tom, I heard a funny line about the baseball. I was watching the Astros and the Yankees, and someone said that's like trying to pick between Hitler and Stalin as to who you want to win. With who? Yankees. Yankees and Astros. And Astros. Wow. Well, the Astros are cheaters, and the Yankees are the Yankees, so why would you root for either one? I'm just saying. Seems interesting. <laughs> well, I like uh, Verlander I and, and the Tigers after. giving him away, but, yeah. That's... Yeah, I got buddies who are Astros fans, so I'm, I, I'm forgiving the Astros. I'm, I'm on their band. I'm kinda, I kind of like the Yankees. I don't know why. I like Judge. I don't know why either. I like Judge. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Christian's a, a Yankees fan, but he's not or not a Yankees fan. He's an Astros fan, but he's not here today, so we don't care. If it comes right down to it, I'm probably going to root for the Phillies, because why not? I'm going to root for the Padres, Padres, because they've never won one. Okay, there's that. Yeah. But brown uniforms. Wes had a good line the other day. He said, what brown can do for you. He yeah. said that in the football highlights. That's I was good. cracking up. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we used that when Nathan was the quarterback at UCA quite a bit. Well, you should. What it's can a, brown do it's for a you? great line. It really is. Uh, hey, Tom, real quick, can you name the six teams that have never won a World Series? I quizzed the boys on this earlier. Uh, Browns, Mariners, um, let's see. Browns? Uh, the Montreal. Browns. The Padres? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Padres. <laughs> Padres. Uh, Padres, Expos, Expos slash Nationals. Well, no, the Nationals have won one. Uh, Mariners. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I could go through it all. Um, six of them. Yeah, I'll just give it to you. Rockies, Rangers, Brewers, race. He did pretty well though. He got a couple. See, the Rockies don't even exist for most baseball fans. I don't even think about them. They're the most irrelevant franchise in all of the major sports, and they have one of the better settings, probably. They do, but nobody cares, That's and true. you just don't even remember them. That's a good point. Tom, we're gonna let you go. Enjoy your weekend. Get started on that uh, that hiking trip with the wife. Well, now you got me down on myself. I'm going to go all weekend saying I named two out of six. I had about ten seconds, and I named two out of the six franchises. Buddy. Tom, we only got three. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about yourself. No, that's okay. Yeah. No. Well, uh, if, I'd had, right, we're... if I'd had 30 seconds, I think I would have got them all. I'm sure you would have. It's fine. I shouldn't even ask. It was a stupid question. It's my bad. Anyway, enjoy your weekend. Your, your brain doesn't feel... have to work the rest of the time. You deserve it. You deserve a break. Everybody have a great weekend. Now I feel better about myself. Thanks, guys. See you.
You're the best. What's up, Murphy? <laughs> Let me real quick. Uh, by the way, we got a pretty significant delay, everybody here, so just try to keep that in mind if we're talking to people on the phone because it's, uh, it's really annoying. I hate it.